0: Thanks for joining us on the Southside Church Podcast. We seek to build real followers of Jesus, so we hope that you find this message both encouraging and insightful. Let's jump in. Hey everybody, welcome today to Southside Church. My name's Jeff Williams, and I'm just thankful to be able to hang out with you for a little while, share with you a little bit about God's word, maybe help you grow your faith, and uh and, and let's see what God can do with that. Have you ever had a time in your life where you said, Lord, here am I? I want you to, I'm gonna give myself to you, give my life to you. I want to trust you with my life and see what you can do with it. He made you, he put you together, breathed air into you. My goodness, what could he do with you? I tell you, if you haven't got a church home, I'd love for you to come join us at Southside. Maybe you haven't been in a while. It's okay. Come back. Come join us and be a part of what God's doing. I'll make three Promises to you. Number one, we are a biblically based church. We're going to preach and stand on the Bible, going to live by it, and hopefully be able to be an example of it. We're family focused. We want your fa- want you to know your family matters. It matters to they matter to God, and you matter to us. And so we pray that that's evident on our campuses. And finally, I want you to be personally known. I think that's the key thing today in the church that's missing, is for people to have a place where they can belong, where they feel like they matter. Because reality is, not everyone is always good and fine. We say that, hey, you good? Yeah, I'm good. You fine, man, I'm fine. Everybody's good and fine until we're not. But actually, when we ask that question and we answer it, it's really more than more, it's just just a conversation piece. I don't know that we really mean it. I don't know that we really think about our answer. We're conditioned to respond a certain way. Here's an idea. Try this the next time somebody asks you how you're doing. Instead of just saying good or fine, stop them where they are and say, I'm so thankful you asked. I've been waiting for somebody to talk to me. I'm terrible. over my dog got run over. My wife called me fat, and life is over. I mean, you ought to do that. Just that. Make it up. I'll promise you one or two things. Number one, they'll probably never ask you that again. And number two, you won't have to be interrupted. All right. But that's just a funny way to look at maybe running people off. Don't do that. But the name of the series. You good? Because not always. It's just not always the case. People are struggling. People are having a hard time. And so the question that I would ask you today is, why is it, if you call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, why is it that so many Christians today seem to lack the sense of fullness to life? It just seems like something is missing. And I think it could be attributed to our small view of God. As a matter of fact, I think that's one of our biggest problems in the church today and in the Christian world is that we have such a small view of God. We view our, our issues and our struggles and our problems as massive and, and God as distant and, and far away, remote, and, and so uh, it, just, it, just, it just reduces the size of God and it magnifies the size of our issues And so I've heard people say this before, preachers like me, they say, stop telling God about your problems and start telling your problems about your God. And so don't if we can challenge you in something in this, is to increase your view of God. And that's what, that's what Jesus is doing in the Sermon on the Mount. I think it's so sweet to be able to walk through this, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. It's, it's Jesus's first publicly recorded sermon that we have. And Matthew wrote that down for us. He was present that day, was listening that day, and, and he heard the message of Jesus. You could sit down and it'd take you about 20 minutes to read those three chapters, the Sermon on the Mount from start to finish, but I believe it takes a lifetime to experience and learn. And one of the unique things that Jesus was teaching that day was this— was that God was not distant. He was not remote. God is personal. As a matter of fact, God wants to be your father. See, that was one of the things that was so shocking to the message that Jesus came to present. No one had communicated this before because no one knew God in that way. Only Jesus, the son of God, could communicate a message like this. Every teacher before him taught from an ex external perspective don't murder don't kill anybody don't commit adultery don't commit adultery with anybody don't lie don't cheat don't steal don't do that don't dip smoke drink or chew don't date the girls that do all of the kind of things like that you know but Jesus taught differently he taught from the inside out he taught like he actually had authority in it like he actually believed it like he, he he embodied the message and it was so refreshing to the people was life-altering, and it met them where they were, and God brought them to the place where he wanted them to be. And so Jesus says in this sermon, in Matthew 6, 33, he says, but seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God. Not your kingdom, not my kingdom, but his kingdom. And then all and his righteousness, and then all of these things will be provided for you. See, the problem is we seek things before we seek God, and and God seems to be put on the back burner at a place in our life where everything else takes priority over Him. Jesus said all the things that we worry about, all the things that we stress over, all the anxiety, all the issues and the problems that we have, so much of the things that we're missing could be provided for us if we would just seek first the kingdom of God and His righteous ways. Today... We're going to talk about an issue that I think a lot of people struggle with. It's the issue of judging. Jesus deals with it in the beginning of Matthew chapter 7. We're nearing the end of the Sermon on the Mount. We're on the home stretch, and Jesus deals with a topic that I think we still struggle with today. You see, you and I have a vision problem. The problem with our vision is not that we can't see. It's that our vision is obstructed. And the vision problem that we have, the obstructed view, the things that get in our way, they affect how we see God. They affect how we see ourselves. And finally, they affect how we see others. And so we got to clean out our eyes. We've got to wash them out and flush them out. We've got some things with our sight that we've got to work on. Because life is not about getting through it in order to get to Jesus, to find him. It's not about us trying to weave and and move and clear obstacles and things out of the way so that we can get to Jesus. No. It's about meeting Jesus where we are and then allowing him to change our life. So today, I'm going to ask you this. What's your problem? (laughs) <laughs> what's your problem? Because we all got problems. Where you got people, you got problems. Well, I mean, that's just the truth. People bring problems with them. That's where it is in the church, where you got people, you got problems. And where you've got problems, you got devils. But where you've got devils, you've got angels, and you've got the power of God's word, and you've got possibilities to apply biblical solutions to those things to help you grow in your faith. What's your problem? We'll look at people like that. I mean, you could be in a grocery store. You could be driving down the road, sitting in a red light. Look over at the person next to you. Meet their eyes in the grocery store aisle, and somebody give you a look could set you off. We don't live with a smile. We live with an eye that is looking out for our own good and for ways that people come against us. Jesus deals with two main issues here. He deals, number one, with our judgment of ourselves. In Matthew chapter 7, verse number 1, Jesus said, Do not judge. Don't judge so that you won't be judged. This is, this passage is one of the most often misquoted and misused and misunderstood passages in all of the Bible. And Jesus is speaking about the way we view and treat others. God didn't make you and I to be a judge. He made us to be his witnesses. God is the judge. He's the jury. The only thing that he says to us is to go into the world and be his witness. Not as judge, not as jury. And Jesus makes this very clear. Do not judge. Why? Because that's what they saw. They saw their religious leaders, the people did, judging people. They judged them for the way they acted, the way they dressed, the way they talked, the way they worshiped, the way they gave, the way they did everything about the way they did life. They were judged about it from the religious leaders. And it was such a turnoff. And, and Jesus is not looking to, to find more more hypocritical followers. The Pharisees, Jesus said, when they would find a follower, a convert, they, Jesus said this to the Pharisees. He said, "You make them more of a son of the devil than you are." He said, "You turn them into hypocritical followers. And the last thing Jesus wanted was more hypocritical people, and he sure didn't want hypocritical followers. So he said, number one, let's deal with the issue of judging. Stop judging. Do not judge so that you won't be judged. And he says this, for with the judgment you use, you will also be judged. Hey, take that for just a second. Because we're all judgmental. Whether it comes out in our facial expressions, with our words or our actions, we all are judgmental. We'll all look at something. we'll We'll see someone. We'll think about it in our mind. We'll make a judgment in our mind, in our heart. Look at him. Look at her. What about that? What about this? And we'll make judgments. Which is, Jesus is dealing with that on the inside of our life. He said, because that comes out. He said, I'm just telling you, for with the judgment you use, you will be judged with the same measure. That's the way it will be measured to you. So be careful. Be careful when it comes to the the way we view and treat others. As a matter of fact, if we're going to talk about what's your problem, we've got to begin with the correct judgment of ourselves. Because it starts with us before it can ever move to somebody else. That's what Jesus is dealing with here. He said, understand, the same judgment and measure you use will be used one day in eternity against you. And so if you don't want that to happen, be careful how you view others. He said, why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you don't notice the beam or the log that is sticking out of your eye? He said, how can you say to your brother, let me help you take the speck out of your eye, but there's a log sticking out of yours. Jesus gives this crazy analogy of a man that is walking down the street with a two by four sticking out of his eye. What would you do if you saw somebody in that situation? I tell you what I would do. I would stop. I'd probably go, "Hey, friend, you need some help. We need to go to the we need to go to the hospital." I mean, the the, the analogy is ridiculous because no one's going to be up walking with a beam stuck out of their eye, and and they're going to, but they're going to try to find a speck, a splinter, a speck of dust, dirt, a splinter that's in someone else's eye, when you've got something sticking out of your own? Have you ever had something in your eye? I mean, you can get the tiniest piece of dust or grass in your eye, and it drives you crazy. Have you ever had that before? And here's the funny thing, when that happens, it doesn't just affect one eye, it affects both eyes. And then both eyes start watering. You're doing like this. You can't, you can't look. You're trying to get this one out. Then that one's going. And then God forbid, if somebody's got to squirt something in it, it's torture. You know why? Because it's one of the most sensitive parts of our body. That's why when you go to an, an optometrist and you go to an eye doctor and, and they sit down with you and they pull out all their devices, they're so gentle, they're so careful. Why? It's one of the most sensitive parts of the body. Jesus told us last week that the eye... It's the lamp of the body. And, and we've got to be careful at the way we treat that and what we, and how we use that. Jesus said, how can you say to your brother, let me get that splinter, that speck out, and I've got something sticking out of my eye. He said, you hypocrite. <laughs> you hypocrite. First take the log out of your eye. Then you can see clearly, I can see clearly now the log is gone. Anyway, you know, I can get it out. I can see all the obstacles in my way. Then I can see clearly to help my brother. The the conversation here is this, a good summary of it could be. Do not judge others until you are prepared to be judged by the very same standard. Then when you exercise judgment toward others, you will do it with humility and love. Jesus is saying, number one, you got to always begin with yourself. Start with you. Look in the mirror. What do you see? Examine yourself. Put yourself up, not up against someone else, but against the Savior of the world, the Creator God. Let Him be the standard by which you view your life. And so start with you. Because we will always reap the kind of life that we sow. If you sow a life of judgment, you're going to reap it back. But if you sow a life of grace, love, and humility, I believe you'll reap that a hundred times over. So look in the mirror before you criticize someone else. You got to remember this. If, it, if it's, it, it's, it's, not, it's not you, it's me. You ever had a girl say that to you, fellas? Oh, it's not you, it's me. I've had that happen before. Have you ever said that to a girl? No, I didn't have the chance. She always said it to me 1st See, She—it's just like, hey, I just want us to be friends. She don't want to be my friend. She don't want to be your friend. She'll say it's just a way out. It's not you, it's me. When it comes to this issue and our judgment of ourselves, it really is. It's not you, it is me, and I've got to work on me first. And that's all the principle is Jesus' is teaching here. He said, look in the mirror and examine what you see and allow God to work on you first. Because after the judgment of yourself, then comes our judgment of others. But it's a complete different way than the way we use it. And the way we think about it, than the way we talk about it. If we're going to judge somebody, we're casting blame, we're casting criticism, we're casting doubt. It's everything that tears someone down. Jesus said, stop tearing people down and start building people up. He said, verse number six, Don't give what is holy to dogs. Don't toss your pearls before pigs or they will trample them with their feet. They will turn and tear you to pieces. Jesus giving this analogy, one of a guy walking around with a beam stuck out of his eye trying to help somebody with a speck in theirs. Now, Jesus said, stop giving things of high value. What is holy? Pearls. Something that is of great worth and great significance to people who are not ready to hear it, who are not uh, at a place to receive it. And, and they're, they're not, they're, all they're going to do with what you say is they're going to trample them with their feet and they're going to turn on you. In other words, Jesus is saying, be careful with what you say. Be careful with how you say it. And be careful with who you say it to. When I'm working on myself, making myself the best version, not of me that it can be, but the best version of him that I can be. See, when I'm looking in the mirror, I'm really not measuring myself against me. I'm measuring myself against him. That's why the Bible tells us in James to look into the word of God, the mirror of God's word. Because it doesn't just show me the sin, the weak areas of my life. It also shows me who I am in Christ. It doesn't tear me down. It builds me up. And if God ever has something hard to say to us... It's because he has a greater plan for your life. All of God's promises are yes and amen. And if God says no to you, it's always because he has a greater yes for you. So be careful. If we're going to use the standard of judgment, if we're going to look at somebody and we got to say hard things to people, number one, examine yourself to make sure you've got the right heart, the right mind, and the right motive. And then when you go to someone else, Jesus said, be careful. Be careful what you say, how you say it, and who you say it to. Because you could say something holy or good or valuable to someone that is not ready to receive it, and they'll trample it under their feet. They won't use it. They'll spit on it, and then they'll turn and tear you to pieces. See, the purpose here is for restoration. This is the power of a loving, edifying relationship. One of our kids is, is trying to learn something new, and they're practicing, and they're, they're working on it. And, and one day, I, I heard it, and I went out there, and I just listened for a minute, and they stopped, and it was the piano, they were playing, and they said, oh, I didn't know you were watching. And I said, you did so good. It was great, it sounds beautiful. And, and this is what she said. After I said, but, but you've got some work to do. Don't give up. And so this is what my child said. Judge much? I appreciate that. She didn't hear the part that I said it was good. It was great. You're doing something new. Keep working. Don't give up. She heard you got some work to do. So I said three things. I said, I'm going to tell you three things. that that hopefully will prove to you that I'm not judging you because I'm never going to judge you. I'm your father. And as your father, I don't judge you. As your father, I love you. Always remember that. As your father, I am for you. Don't you ever forget that. And I'm going to make you better. I'm going to challenge you in your life because as your father, I'm always with you. I love you. I'm for you, and I'm with you. You know, we just then we had a great moment. Then I think she said something ugly. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's great. We had a great time. It was wonderful. But but you know, I I want to feel that with God. And there's just a lot. There's just times in my life where I don't feel that. I'm wondering, God, why? God, are you coming against me? God, are you angry at me? God, God, God is not angry at you. God is not coming against you. God is not out to get you, harm you, hurt you. He is not out to destroy you. God is your father. He is your heavenly father. He is the one who made you, created you, and knows what's best for you. Gave his son for you, and he is screaming at us today. I love you. I am for you, and I am with you. And so when I have someone coming to me, if someone is coming to me, And they're going to say hard things to me. Or if I'm going to go and say that to somebody else, here's some very important questions to ask. Number one, do they love me? Number two, do they love Jesus? Number three, does what they say line up with Scripture? And number four, does it make me more or less like Jesus? Great questions. Because God's going to reveal himself to you primarily through his word. And he can use other people in your life. But do they line up with the passages and the questions? That They love me, they love God, they love his word. And does it make me more like Jesus? Because when I'm judging myself, it's, 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 it's not you, it's me. When I'm looking to say encouraging edifying or difficult things to someone else, I have to understand, it's not them. It's Him. Because Jesus did not die for us so that we could be judge and jury. He came so that we could experience His grace and tell others about His love. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Peter said, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, so that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into His wonderful light. Jesus said, Don't judge. Don't try to be jury. Instead, know who you are in Christ. Know that God chose you. Know that God wants you to know that you are royalty, whole, a part of a, a priesthood, a brotherhood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession. So that, so that your life, your words, your actions will be lived in such a way that'll call people out of darkness and into his wonderful light. See, today, when it comes to all of this stuff, none of it is about us. It's not us. It's him. It's always him. It's always him. And what he wants to speak in your life, what he wants to do in your life, what he wants to get from your life, and what he wants to do through your life. It's always about Jesus. Today, today, whatever you're going through, wherever you're struggling, whatever outside relationship, whatever internal struggle you have, give it to Jesus. Yes, I thought you said God was my judge, God is my jury, but God is your Father who is ready to love you. When you trust Christ as your Savior, The judgment day uh, between heaven and hell is over for you. You have a place in heaven. Let the heavenly Father love you, comfort you, and give you peace. Today, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he bless you with peace in the name of Jesus. I hope to see you real soon. Have a great day.